Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder as Batwoman. My name is Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm all right. How about you? Pretty good. So, what's new in your life? Not much. Just a classic case of the Mondays. Well, that's good, because today is Monday. Yes. And the only highlight of my day is recording this podcast. You seriously need a much better life, apparently. Uh, did you watch? Was, did I watch what? Did you watch the Lois and Superman premiere? I did. How was it? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. I'm really excited. I think it's kind of it's an interesting take on, and it's not like your standard superhero show first of all it's i think got a better budget than the entire arrowverse currently combined just the way it looks the way it's shot it's just it's so cool um i like the added family dynamic and that the secret of who superman was was kept from the kids instead of being kept from like lois Mm -hmm. it's just it's a whole it's a whole new spin i'm really enjoying it i can't wait for tomorrow's episode I have yet to see it. I probably eventually watch it, but I'm kind. Of, well, I honestly, given your feelings on Tyler Hecklin, I wasn't exactly expecting it to be high up on your to-do list. It's not my fault he looks goofy. <laughs> it's your fault that you think he looks goofy when he doesn't. Oh no, 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 definitely not. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're here to talk about Batwoman. An actual good show on the CW. Which arguably had one of its stronger episodes of the season this week. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, it did. And this is episode 6 out of 19, so... Where... Well, we're a good, like, one quarter of the way through the season. And they've all been really good episodes, but this has been, I think, one of my favorites. Okay. Well, we're going to dive into that right now as we watch Batwoman Season 2, Episode 6. We start off, as we always do, on the CW. But there is a what looks to be a medical test or procedure going on. There is a kid uh, in one gurney with an IV and, and some blood in a blood bag in front of him. There's a older person looking sickly, also on another gurney with a blood bag and an IV. And there's a woman who's talking to a camera, explaining the entire procedure. The kid had leukemia and was also one of the people who had gotten uh, bitten by the bat a couple episodes ago and was treated for the bite using the serum that Mary brought to them. And they found out that not only did it save him, but um, about 48 hours later, they noticed that his leukemia had gone away. <clears throat> so they extracted his blood and were trying to see if um, they could they synthesize could, the properties. 
they could synthesize the properties to, to put into the elderly gentleman because he had a very similar type of cancer. Uh, so they were hoping that it would do the same thing for him. They put they start the transfusion, and as she's like, "All right, so we'll we'll, we'll check back in 24 yeah, hours." And we'll check he, back in 24 hours, and like in 24 seconds, he starts <laughs> coughing up blood. He's literally so, bleeding out of every orifice on his face. Yeah, eyes, ear, like it's so gross. I felt bad for the kid because he must have been horrified. Like he, I know, like, like the kid's gonna grow up like, man, my blood did that to somebody. Like it's just, I mean, I was grossed out. I was like, ew. And apparently, because I think the next scene was um, her, the lady talking to her boss, and apparently, yeah, we. That's we not the out. first first guy to have died. Yes, we zoom out, and it's a pre-recorded uh, thing where she's showing her, uh, where she's showing her boss, or or you know, the person above her, and she's like, well, this failed again. <laughs> she's like, you know, and he's like, well, we got to figure out how to do this. She's like, we've tried. People, how many people dying. have to, how many people have to die to prove my point? Right. Although he does make a good, he does make a good counterpoint. Like, how many people would they save if he's right? Um, it's it's a, I mean, as long as the people know what they're getting into, I think it's not as morally gray, but. I don't think they're telling these people. A, I don't think they're telling these people. B, I have an issue with them using a child. Well, they weren't using the child on the experiment. Well, they no, were but saying, I think like, we're... It was his blood. Like, I don't think he actually needed to be in the room. Like, No, he didn't. Can... I'm like, why would you subject him to that? I wasn't like... be subjected to that. Yeah, it wasn't like they were, like, hooking him up directly to the guy. They were taking out his blood... And then trying to synthesize the stuff and then putting it back into the guy. The, the child did not need to be there at all. No. Uh, so so he's like, well, maybe we should try and get – maybe we should try and synthesize it directly from the source. And the woman says, you know, by the time we figured out what was – what this thing could do, we had already used it all. So he's like, well, we'll just have to get more. So this leads to – this leads to the doctor going to another ward in the facility uh, to a guy, and he's like, all right, we need you to go get the stuff. This guy has some rage issues, apparently. And we've never seen this guy before, right? I didn't think so, but I wasn't yeah. 100% no, sure. No, we haven't. He's, you know, so he pretty much unleashes this guy to go find, to go find this stuff um, off camera, so... We don't know like what he knows or what he doesn't know. We uh, go over to Batwoman stopping uh, two robbers, and after a very easy fight for, for being two on one, she starts to have problems with her pulsating wound, which leads her to like dive behind a dive behind like a small corner and take off her mask. Which is probably not the best idea. Uh, she had a lot of not good ideas tonight. So, and even Luke kind of is, even Luke kind of knows something is up because her readings are, her readings Through are going, haywire. yeah, her readings are going haywire. Um, they don't really explicitly say this, but it's it's becoming more and more apparent that it seems to be 
the more active she is. The um, faster the Krypton, the Krypton, the Kryptonite uh, is, is affecting her. Right. And it, I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, if it's in the bloodstream, the when faster your heart your blood pro- yeah, yeah, the faster the, your blood pumps, the faster the toxin go- affects your system. Yeah, you know, you have you have a better chance of it of of some complications. So um, Ryan tells him that it's nothing, and we cut to Ryan inside of a hospital with Angelique kind of pacing pacing while 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 uh, Ryan's just like sitting on a gurney, chilling. And, and, and here was my main issue, and it it becomes more prevalent as the episode progresses. But given how she got the wound that is infected, what the fuck is she doing at a regular hospital? Pardon my French. I I don't understand why she thinks this is a normal issue given what she was attacked with. Um, I you know what? Uh, the more that they've shown this wound lately, like it's hard to tell it's from a bullet. But she knows she was shot with a kryptonite bullet, so why wouldn't she think that the after effects would be kryptonite related? Well, yeah, want... but you would still go to a you would still go to a hospital. No, you would tell Mary and you would tell Luke because they she she tried telling Mary and that hasn't helped. Oh, it's just it going to a regular because she also... still doesn't she still doesn't want to tell Luke because. As no, you know, she even says it yeah, later and, on in the episode. No, like, she does say it later on in the episode, but it's just like she's acting like this is not normal and it's not. And we'll talk about it when we get to the scene where the doctor calls her back. But she legit seemed shocked that this could possibly be kryptonite related. And I'm just like, hello, you were shot with a kryptonite bullet. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, people do weird things when they're in pain. Who knows? So Angelique pretty much threatens an orderly to get some to get some attention for uh, that Ryan. That wasn't an orderly. That was a doctor on his way to a code. Uh, he didn't really look like a doctor. He he was wearing scrubs and he said that somebody was coding down the hall. Orderlies don't go to codes. I don't know. Do I look like a nurse? I do not. No. <laughs> but yeah, no that that was that was like a that was a resident or something on his way to deal with the patient who was coding. Ah. So Angelique threatens this random passerby <laughs> looking looking for help for Ryan. And he's like, all right, I'll find I'll find her attending position. Uh, so the doctor comes up and he's like, so what's what's up? Why are you here? And she's like, uh, I have this little problem with my shoulder. It's right underneath this giant bandage which she lied and said was that she caught a, a spider bite at work and i'm like all right yep yep she's turning into spider-man is what it is she's like i was bitten by a spider at work and he's like ah that doesn't look good but you know that what looks really bad <laughs> yeah that looks really bad but we're gonna just gonna give you some penicillin and call it a day uh which does not which does not make angelique happy and he's like well you know her her insurance doesn't really cover blood tests or anything. So Angelique tells the doctor, like, run the test and I'll pay for it. So he's like, Which all right. Which does, we'll does not make Ryan happy given uh, her source of income. Um, I don't think that's the problem. I think, I mean, they do kind of have a fight about her, about her source of income because she keeps checking her phone 
And I don't think her offer to pay for for helping Ryan is. I think it was part of it. The look on her face when she said it was not a look of gratitude. It was a look of I would really rather you not do that, given where that money comes from. Yeah. Well, then Ryan has some issues that she needs to sort out. Okay. look. (laughs) You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Like when your loving girlfriend wants to pay to make sure you're not dying, that is not the time to quibble about where the money came from. I mean, true, but she's not exactly thrilled taking drug money. No, but Marisol do have some good use come out of it. So um, Angelique has to go deal with a client or get a supply or do some drug dealering dealer stuff and she's like all right they're gonna run some tests i'm gonna pay for it i gotta go babe she she skedaddles we go over to alice and ocean alone in an abandoned train i was like they're just chilling in a subway that's great an abandoned subway like there is <laughs> you know there's Not- nothing going on in this subway at all uh, Ocean is looking at the piece of paper that apparently <laughs> that apparently Alice just carries around everywhere she goes. That's that's not actually the weirdest thing she's ever done. Well, I yeah, it's definitely not. But still, I mean, this is the, this is the same woman who was basically chilling with Mouse's dead body for days and cuddling of- it. <laughs> and cuddling it, so you know, hanging on to a note from Sophia—that's nothing. Right. So he's like, so you think that I took my lipstick out, wrote this note, tossed it by your feet. Why? And she's like, I don't know. This is this is why this is why we're, you know, I have no idea what's going on. And he's like, I didn't do it. Why would I want to upset, you know, a warlord? It seems like it seems like a lot of work. (laughs) Uh, So she's like, well. She wants me to kill you for some reason, and they still can't figure out why, but they both remember that, you know, they at least were on the island together. We find out that we find out that Ocean trained Sophia's army of assassins, and he thinks that might be why she wants him dead. Yes, and he, she, he also, was this the scene where, where he tells her that he tried to leave with the flower? Or was that yeah. later? No, he says he says I got bored, so I wanted you know, so I wanted to leave, but I wanted to leave with the flower. Figure I could I could try and grow it here in the states, make some money, do some good. And Sophia found out and exiled me. And she's like, well, so you were still able to leave the island. So now two Alice, of my two of my favorite lines came from these two, but I don't know if it was in this scene or if it came later. Which what was the first one? One one was Alice where she said you'll know when I'm transitioning to murder. Uh yes, that was that was the scene where he's like where he's like um where he referenced like her being bad at killing him again and she's like, like stumbling I, through killing him and she's like oh I won't I won't stumble. She was she was yeah she said I wasn't fumbling I was due diligencing. I was due diligencing. You'll know when I'm yep. transitioning to murder. Right. So. And then his line that I loved was, I grow psychedelic mushrooms for a living. Do you think this is the first memory that I've lost? That is also this, yeah. She's like, aren't you worried that, like, we 
don't remember what happened. And he's like, I grow psychedelic mushrooms. Like, <laughs> like that's not a that's not a reason for me to be worried. But she believes that it has to do with her flashbacks. The next scene we have is Mary and Jacob in a car driving, and uh, Jacob is telling Mary that uh, apparently a lawyer is trying to. Yeah. Well, Ma- Mary's so, ranting because the lawyer is trying to pressure Jacob into getting Kate declared dead. Right. In order to take over, in order to take over uh, Wayne Tower and and other properties, and we get a phone call from Sophie. Who's like, hey, the painting was a fake. So, you know, we have that. And so Sophie's like, you know, I, I have a plan, but I'm going to need to use the high frequency generator. And Jacob's like, all right, cool. Knock yourself out. As they hang up, Mary's just about to ask him what the high frequency generator is. And uh, truck T-bones them, knocking them off the knocking them off the road and and unconscious. And we find out that it is the patient from the hospital from the beginning he removes mary from the car as we go to commercial when i tell you i screamed when this happened i was not expecting it yeah i i had kind of looked away for a second and i heard it i'm like what what the what's going on over here and by the time i turned around like did it cut to commercial so later on when they wake up I'm like, huh, I feel like I missed something very important. <laughs> yeah, because I, liter- I literally, like, I audibly gasped. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, we come back from commercial, and Ryan is at the holdup behind the bar, and Sophie comes strolling in, and Ryan's like, um, we're not open yet. If you're not open, why is the door unlocked, Ryan? Was this the scene where she called her trophy? Yes, she does. <laughs> so <laughs> Sophie has Sophie has a black file uh, a black file folder with her, and she starts reading off stuff that Angelique is wanted for. And Ryan's like, you know, what's your point, Crofy? <laughs> I lost it when I heard that. I, was, I had to rewind it to make sure I heard it right. So we find out that... We find out a couple things here. And all of this is according to Sophie, who we know is... We know is trustworthy. Ryan doesn't trust her. Which even I though, can't blame her for. Even though I don't feel like she's ever lied to Ryan, Ryan just instinctively doesn't like her because of their run-ins in the past. Like, which I can't blame her for. Which is fine, but like, there's a difference between like, I think I think there's a difference between just not liking someone and still, I don't know, it like, like if, even if I was in Ryan's position, I'd be like, well, yeah, I hate you, but I don't, you know, I still think you're telling me the truth. I don't know. It was, I just found it weird. Like Ryan was like, you're not telling me the truth. So according or maybe to, it, was, it was more so she didn't want to believe that Angelique would be in that much trouble. So maybe it, it was about what yeah. she was saying and not necessarily who was saying it. It's possible. So we find out that Angelique's been – we knew last episode that Angelique was peddling snakebite. But what we didn't know was part of the snakebite compound is the psychedelic mushrooms that Ocean's been 
growing. So essentially, Ocean is also behind the snakebite epidemic. She gets the mushrooms from... Uh, I would assume she gets the mushrooms from Ocean, gives it to whoever synthesizes the drug, and then she goes off and sells the drug. Basically, Ryan's like, uh, basically Sophie tells Ryan, like, look, we have her on possession, we have her on distribution, but she's not the like she's not the big piece in this. Like she's the she's little a, fish. Yeah, she's a little fish. Yeah, she's the little fish. We want to go after the big fish. We want her supplier. We want her dealer. Help us, you know, help us find out where Ocean is and and we're good. And Ryan's like, no. Like you want me to just like text my girlfriend and be like, honey, the cops are here. Where's please your tell dealer? me everything. Yeah, please tell me everything. <laughs> And Sophie's like, well, you don't have to ask her. We have this thing. Put it near her phone. It turns her phone into a microphone, basically a giant uh, recording microphone. And if you help us, you know, we can we can work something out. And first thing, Sophie's like, first thing, this device should not be, should not even exist. Like, come on, Ryan. Like, even if even if the crows didn't have this device, this device would exist. Yeah. Second, second, she's like, if I do this, like this file of all the stuff that Angelique wanted for it goes away. Like you don't touch her, you don't bring her in for questioning, nothing. And Mary, uh, Sophie <laughs> agrees to it. Are we going down that road again? I looked up for a second, and Mary was just waking up. So that's where. This time I have an excuse. Okay. Mary was Mary was literally on the screen. <laughs> so they so Ryan agrees to help her in exchange for Sophie giving her the file on Angelique. We go to Mary's super secret medical facility that nobody knows about with a pink neon sign that says definitely not Mary's <laughs> medical facility. <laughs> I, it took me until she said it to realize that's where they were. Oh, I I knew instantly. <laughs> so, and it didn't click for me until she said, "This isn't how I wanted to tell you, but uh, here we are." So, so they they wake up and Jacob's like, "Where are we?" And Mary's just like, "Oh, this looks like some secret underground medical facility that I know nothing about." Yeah, she's trying to play all. it cool. <laughs> yeah. That I've heard, that I've read about in books, and seen on the TV. <laughs> the guy, the the kidnapper comes out and introduces himself, very friendly. He's like, "Hi, this is my first kidnapping. I hope everything's okay." Yeah, <laughs> if if by "Hi, this is my first kidnapping," let me throw things at you. He doesn't yet. Like <laughs> it takes a little bit before he finally goes off the handle. Ah, not long. Like, he's like, he lost it quick. He's like, this, you know, this is why I kidnapped you. Well, no, because he's like, he's like, this, like, this is the first kidnapping or your first hostage. And Mary's like, actually, no. And he's like, oh, no, I was talking about me. Right. Like, this is my first kidnapping. This is kind of a big deal for me. But, you know. I was told that you know where I can find this stuff that cured all the bat bites. So give me it and everyone can go home. Like we can all work out and we're all fine. 
And Jacob, Jacob's sitting there, and he's like, why would we know anything at all about this? She knows nothing about that. (laughs) Oh, no, no. He's like, he says we. Oh, he does? I thought thought he said she. uh, Oh, no. Actually, he says he doesn't know anything. And and, uh, Amygdala is like, I wasn't talking to you. And then he's like, why would she know? And then Mary's like, actually, actually surprisingly, I know everything. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, I can tell you the entire thing. And then she recaps everything. She recaps the entire season so far. And a little bit of the last season where she's like, Alice kidnapped me and my mom, put this drug in us, then gave me the cure. So basically everything. Like, yeah, and then Jacob's like, why didn't you say anything to me? And she's like, would you have believed me if I did? Yeah. So one of the things we find out, I mean, we already kind of know, but Mary kind of gives us the info that um, once the cure only works one generation in the blood. So exactly. The minute have, it goes to the next person yeah, or it tries to go to the next the, person, it loses all its curative powers. Yeah, if you have the if you have the regular cure, you can inject it in someone, and then their blood can also be used. But once you run out of their blood, whoever you gave it to, it doesn't work. It the the cure the properties break down, and it no longer it no longer works. Um, it it seems to go in the complete opposite direction. Like it does doesn't no longer work, Mary. It just starts killing people apparently. Well, it, I don't even I don't even. I mean, for all we know, it could be because if if you take the curative powers of that person's blood out, like what happens to put the wrong person's blood in you? Like the wrong, you know what? Like the wrong type. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you don't think they were cross matching the type, the blood type? I don't know. Oh, that is a that is that is interesting. That would definitely be a. I think that would be a serious flaw in their in their reasoning, like. Well, it's obvious this doesn't work. Are they the same blood type? Who knows? <laughs> Who because, knows? I, mean, I don't. <laughs> because otherwise, I can't see why they would have such a violent reaction to it. Because if all it's doing is taking the curative powers out of it, right? That's bas- wouldn't that basically mean that that person's blood is back to normal and it just doesn't have the curative powers anymore? So I'm wondering if it was because the body was rejecting the bad blood. Yeah, and that's I why mean, the reaction happened. I mean, if look, if that's the reason the reaction happened, then these people are not doctors because <laughs> I would think that's the first thing you should do. Like all these people are dying, are they the same blood type? No. Let's try <laughs> that. Like because I mean, they said like it wasn't the first people that died. But I, I don't understand like. If you're just doing – like, if you're just doing a blood transfusion and, and – Right. Like the... No, I, I agree. But I'm just saying, like – so Mary's like, it, you know, it can't be done. And he's like, well, then just give me more. And she's like, I don't have any more. Like, why would I – like, who just randomly has this? And Jacob's like, how do you know all this? And she's like, well, buddy's sorry. He's like, uh, you're not learning all of this at Gotham City University, are you? Or whatever in college he said it. And she's like, um, well, actually, this isn't quite how I wanted to tell you, but, uh, we're in my clinic and I've been practicing underground medicine for the last two years. Funny story, BT dubs. 
you know, this is my super secret underground medical facility that everybody knew about except you. Now, did it cut to commercial here or cut away from them here after she said it? Uh, yes, we go over to uh, let me just let me make sure I believe so. Or did their the next continue? Scene, the next scene is uh, Ryan and Angelique. OK. Yeah. Yeah. It's right after she finishes telling him she's like, the reason where he's here looking for the antidote is because this medical facility is mine. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, she's like, this is my clinic. And the look, then he just gives her a look, and we cut to Ryan to Mayan's apartment where the wound is still pulsating. Very, very badly. I will say, I don't think the wound has gotten worse. No, but it kind of looks like the kryptonite is spreading. Like yeah, her actual wound it, doesn't look worse, but the it kryptonite started, looks like it's it spreading. It started looking like that. I think last episode. Yeah, towards the end it started moving and now it's moving yeah. again. So Ryan is looking at that as Angelique comes walking in, talking to somebody, and she's like, "Look, I know your client. I know, I know uh, your pal is a is a big star who can't walk, you know, five feet to the ATM, but I don't take cash apps. So let's go. Get me cash." She hangs up the phone and. Ryan starts to talk to her, and she's like, whoa, wait a second. And she walks over to Ryan's plant, and we find out that Angelique is the one that gave Ryan the plant. For some reason, I thought it was her mom's plant. Yep, nope. This is is the plant plant, uh, Angelique gave her like five years ago. She talks to it. Right. As if it's her I, mother. I think that's but, why we thought, because like she would talk to the plant as if the plant was her mother. But didn't we also see a version of that plant in the flashback around yeah. you know what? We saw we saw it when her mother died, not when she was younger. So we just assumed right. her mother gave it to her. Exactly. Okay, so obviously her mother died than five years ago. Well yeah. We well, well that we well, knew no, because it, that as we knew because Alice. Alice did it, yeah. Right. Okay. Duh. Yeah, like, yeah, her her mother died fairly recently. Yeah, okay. Well, Ryan is like, yeah, I kept the I kept the plant. But, better news, I got you a job. That's Ryan. Hold up. Yep, because that's where everybody worked. It's kind of like, um, nah. Other. It's kind of like a wayward job center for the, for the uh, people who need a job. Like, just come <laughs> in, we'll, we'll give you, we'll give yep, you a just, job. Yep. Doesn't matter. I don't think we need staff, but yep. Ryan's like, I got you this job so I can keep you safe and you can get out of of selling drugs. And Angelique's like, well, I don't want to get out of selling drugs. I like it. And she said, you know, I, I get, lied. Yeah, I, I get, it, you know, I feel like it gives me respect and people care about me. Um, she brings up the fact that she wasn't ever adopted out of the foster care system like Ryan was. Which I don't think we – did we know that before she said it? Did we know that Angelique was never adopted? We did not. Okay, I didn't think so. So they start to have – they start to have a little fight again because, you know, now now Angelique's like, no, I, I like selling drugs. I want to keep selling drugs. And it causes some consternation with Ryan. As she – as they start to argue – Ryan's wound acts up again. Oh, see, I thought she was faking. 
Well, no, there's a whole like thing going on, like with her vision. But she claimed that that the room was spinning and that she needed her meds. And then the minute she got Angelique out of the room, that's when she put the device on her phone. So I just assumed she was faking to get Angelique out of the room. Yeah, she wasn't faking, but the symptom really went away when when she had the chance to put the device on the phone. Okay, I just assumed she was faking to get her out of the room because, like, she looked fine as she was putting the, the device on her phone. So I was right. Like, no, fine. she does. You're, you're right. She definitely does. But she definitely has an episode because we see we see like through her vision, kind not necessarily spinning, but kind of distorting, and you start seeing colors a little bit. Okay. And Angelique goes out to the goes out to the bathroom to go to go get uh, Ryan's pills. And then Ryan, like, quickly composes herself, and she's like, oh, my pills are underneath the sink. And then she goes over to the – she goes over to the phone to put the device on it, which, by the way, uh, if you notice, when she goes over to the phone, Angelique's earbuds uh, – AirPods are there, and they're black. When she came walking in, she had white AirPods. I actually did not notice that. Yeah. So she puts the device on. She puts the device on the phone. It completes as it completes as Angelique comes walking back in after like a minute of Angelique looking for the for the medicine. She's like, it's underneath the sink. I can't find it. Trust me, it's underneath the sink, babe. And then Angelique comes in. They were in the medicine cabinet like Angelique. You were out of that room for 30 seconds before she told you it was underneath the sink. Why was your first thought not looking in the medicine cabinet? It's literally a medicine cabinet. <laughs> we uh, so so, so um, Angelique's like here are your pills, here's some water. I gotta go take these. Take the meds. Yeah, take the meds, Ryan. And I'm not saying this as a what did she say? A drug pusher. She said something like a reprobate drug pusher or something, some sort uh, of something. She just says drug pusher. Okay, I don't know why As she a, said yeah. something else. Um, and so she leaves. We go back to the holdup, and Ryan's like, all right, I did it. Sophie gives her the file, and she's like, all right, here you go. Here's the file. And Sophie, Sophie and Ryan kind of get into it because Ryan is very – Ryan doesn't feel good about doing this. Like – well, no, she betrayed the woman she loves. I know. It's not like anybody else has ever done that on this show. But, I mean, this is the woman she went to jail for, so it's just... No, I know, but so so essentially the... So essentially, Sophie kind of gives Ryan um, a sermon of like, you know, this is the girl that you spent 18 months in jail for, and she's still selling drugs. Now, so... Before we get into the rest of this conversation, let's let's figure out what we know. Okay. We know Ryan spent 18 months in jail for drugs that she had possession of because she took them away from Angelique. Yes. Sophie is saying is makes it sound like, you know, you went to jail because she was selling drugs and you had them on you. Maybe Sophie was assuming that she was a drug dealer and not realizing she was actually using them back then. That could be just an assumption on Sophie's part. It could be. It's it. There's just some weird stuff 
And there's been a, but there's in, been a lot Angelique's of Angelique's history. There's been a lot of indies in this particular part of the story. Like things keep changing depending on who Ryan is interacting with. Yeah. So Sophie's like, so you were starting to clean up your life and now you're back in this cycle again. You know, why would you do it? And Ryan tells her it's because I love her. Like, haven't you ever loved anybody? And Sophie says yes. And And then Ryan's like, now you're alone. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ryan's (laughs) like, Mr. Sophie doesn't count. And she was like, oh, all right. But still, yes. And Ryan, so, so yeah, Ryan's like, you know, I, I fight for the people that I love. Take that. And, and honestly, Sophie, Sophie, and Sophie, honestly, again, doesn't kind of understand that because she had the chance to fight for Kate and she chose not to. So this whole thing, like. Right. Ryan, like, Ryan throwing Ryan, her, throwing her future away. Yeah, Ryan fighting for Angelique is a foreign concept to her because she didn't fight for Kate. Right. And maybe if she would have, Kate would still be around. Yeah, a lot of things would have been different had yeah. that played out differently. And and Sophie kind of uh, – Sophie has a look on her face like she, she kind of – I think she regrets – not fighting for Kate, right. to be honest. As as Sophie goes walking out of the frame, Ryan's phone rings, and it's the doctor, and he's like, we need you to come back for some more tests. She's like, what's wrong with the first test? Well, we think the lab contaminated the results because um, you've got a lot of radiation uh, in your of blood. radiation. Like, unless you were at Chernobyl, this doesn't make sense. And then the look on her face in this moment was kind of like an aha it clicked moment and this was really where i was like girl how was this not your first thought i mean hello kryptonite bullet kryptonite poisoning it just would kind of make sense to me it makes sense to us but in this world kryptonite isn't really like a known thing right but in but luke and mary would at least have some experience with it which is why i think she should have mentioned something to luke because again given how she got the wound i would just automatically assume it had something to do with the kryptonite and the bullet that hit her oh even yeah if you know even if you know nothing about it that would still be a logical conclusion you would jump to and the fact that she acted brand new to that until the doctor mentioned radiation i was like hello yeah we go back to the we go back to Mary, Jacob, and... This was one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode, I think. And is emo this... guy. They, uh, this one's a very short scene. And he's And it's really just him saying, like, you need to learn how to make more of the serum. And Mary's like, don't you think I've tried? I can't. And he's oh, like, Oh, no, well, it's the scene after this. Okay. Yeah, and he's right. like, well, you're really going to need to. And then he stabs Jacob with a scalpel. Okay, yeah, no, so the, the scene I'm thinking about comes later. Yeah, I think it comes back after um, after the break. We come back from the break, back at the back at the medical facility. Jacob is kind of grunting, and and Mary's guys, like, "Is this when Mary said did it hit your artery, or was that later?" Uh, no. Uh, the guy starts having a little bit of a fit, and he asks Mary for pain meds, and she's like, "You know, they're they're over there. Go get them." 
And then she asks him if it hit his celiac artery. And he's like, look, I'm more concerned about how you've been doing underground medicine. He's like, I'm more concerned with how I didn't know about another daughter's secret life. And she's like, well, I've never really been on your radar. When you met my mom, you were focused on finding Beth. Then it became when Beth was, you know, gone, it became about building the crows. And now it's about finding Kate. I've never been on your radar. Which I don't. It's kind of true. Is it, though? It is. I haven't really, like, granted, him not knowing about the medical facility and apparently her mother knowing, as we find out later. But the, the question is, like, there's been no sort of, there's been no sort of um, hitch in their relationship that would have led us to believe that he was kind of ignoring Mary. Well, I don't think, I don't think he was really ignoring Mary more so like he was he was you know he always showed that he loved her but right he never really focused on what she was doing yeah yeah you all know. right I just like it to me it just felt like they were hinting like he just didn't care or he was kind of ne- not n- neglectful not ne- would be like a like neglectful would be too strong of a word but but it felt like yeah, there no, was I a don't... gap in their relationship that I just didn't feel that we've ever seen be there. And I, and you, you kind of can figure it out, though, because, I mean, when she was doing the whole millennial Mary thing, it really didn't feel like Jacob paid that much attention to her in millennial mode. Yeah, because you shouldn't. Well, I mean, that's true. But and I like think it's was, just. But see, that was like her. That was her plan. Like that was her no, to I, to have that, so no one kind of thought she was doing this. So I, you know, I I kind of understood it, and and she did too. She didn't even seem that upset by it. She's just right. like, look, it, it was what it was, and you did yeah. the best you could. But I was never really something you spent a whole lot of time focusing on. I knew you yeah. loved me, but. Yeah, I could kind of do whatever I needed to do. So I did. So Mary notices on the guy's forehead a cut or a scar, a craniotomy scar. Yeah. So she asks if that's why, like, if that's what's wrong with him, what he's trying to fix. And we find out that he essentially had a medical condition that kind of. His emotions were kind of backward. Like he wouldn't react the same way you would we would react to to various stimuli. Like if he saw a puppy, he would get angry, which I kind of understand because dogs are not as good as cats. And I found um, another cat person, yay! <laughs> and um, if he saw a kid crying, he would laugh. So he went through years of years of like tests and them trying to figure out what was going on and then he became a lab rat for an experiment where they used uv light to kind of fry that portion of his brain to see if that would help and it did like he said he went to a movie after a couple dozen after a couple dozen treatments he went to a movie and he started laughing in the theater and he noticed that everyone was laughing too and he was like it was great it was the first time that it happened but we found out that the UV also gave him a brain tumor. Yay! Uh, We also find out that this was all done at Hamilton Dynamics and how they used him as a secret guinea pig. 
Uh, to which Mary's like, I can't believe, I know. This was five years ago. My mom was running things. She never would have done that. And he's like, that's why they call it a secret. And I mean, we know she was doing shady stuff before she died. We do, but nobody else does. It's interesting that it's coming back around now, though. Yeah, kind of like that song, Karma by Alicia <laughs> Keys. <laughs> we go over to the Batcave, and Ryan is investigating what kryptonite actually is. She finds out that it's made of various minerals and that it's also made up of stuff not found on Earth, and that's why it can pierce the Batsuit and why it's the only thing to guard against the the suit falling into the wrong hands. We have, oh, Mary also told, tells uh, the guy about Coriana because he th- he stabs Jacob again. And she's like, uh, you can get all the cure you want. All you have to do is find this mystical island called Coriana. Uh, you go second star to the right, straight on till morning, <laughs> and it's your first left. And he's like, no, how do you get there? And she's like, I don't know. Like, well, and that's true. She doesn't because she's never been there. Right. No one's been there ever. But it's just like at this point, like if you're going to if you know about Coriana, he's not going to think you don't know where it is. True. So then we go to the Batcave. Ryan's finding out about Kryptonite. Um, Luke comes in and Luke's like, hey, what's up? You haven't checked in. She's like, oh, nothing. I'm fine. Just chilling, you know. Sitting in the back cave, looking at this giant computer. What's and she's like, with you, buddy? She's, she's like, you know, I've just been betraying my girlfriend. You know, a Tuesday. And and Luke's like, you know, you did the right thing. Sophie needs to find Ocean because he knows where Coriana is. And she's like, well, that doesn't really that doesn't really matter. And she's like, well, we need to find it because. If Alice finds him, he'll kill him. And she's like, wait, how does Alice figure into this? And he's like, funny story. I went uh, by Sophie's apartment last week, and Alice was there. And she and helped Ryan me at gunpoint like, and was like, you've got to find Coriana. And Ryan was like, and then you and, left and called the police. And Luke's just kind of like, well, actually, Ryan's like, no. Tell me you left and called the police. And she's like, and he's like, well, she's our only link to Kate. So I couldn't really do that. And then. And Ryan... I mean, I mean, technically, Sophie is the police. So he didn't really need to call them. She was there. And so she, Ryan is pissed. She's right. Like, because she's like, you know, you, you called the police and told them where the where my mother's murderer is she's like right where where the the gang you know yeah exactly where yeah she thinks she called her a bitch too at some point i was like oh she's pissed well yeah so as they're about to hash it out luke's phone rings he's he's that it's mary he picks up the phone and mary's like lucas i I need you to bring the map of coriana down to me and my father at my medical facility. And Luke's like, wait, why is your... I, I like how Luke's like, what's your father doing there? Yeah. And then she's like, it doesn't matter. I'm not playing. Get here like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Bring me the map to Coriana. 
So I, will say, I do like that the minute she mentioned Jacob, he's like, OK, let me put this on speaker because something is so not right. Yeah. So so after they hang up, he's like, she has never called me Lucas a day in her life. Not once. Yep. And then Ryan's like a bat out of hell. Something's not right. I have to right. get to her. Goes to and, shoot up and she yep. collapses. Takes one step and falls. And and Luke's like, Are you okay? She's like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm 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 Gucci, as the kids say. Nobody says that. Everyone says that. No, they don't. So she actually starts to tell Lucas what is wrong. She's like, I I I have an issue. Uh, and then we go to commercial, and when we come back from commercial, we're naturally with Alice and Ocean, still trying to figure out what they don't remember. Um, Ocean says that he doesn't think Alice is correct because he was never that desperate. And she's like, well, apparently I was. Yep. And Alice is like, you know what? I'm going to call, call people and then murder you. I'm going to go call her little henchman or sidekick. No, sidekick. Okay, that's what she said. I'm going to call Sophia's sidekick. So she calls up. Sophia answers the phone. And she's like, so did you kill him? And And she's like, like, well, I've got a question that I wouldn't normally ask She's like, I never thought I would have to ask a woman this. But did you roofie me for six months? (laughs) She's like, why do you say that? She's uh, like, why, you know, why did you ask me to kill somebody that I apparently don't remember I know? And she's like, look, I could tell you the whole sword backstory, but do you really want to know? Wouldn't it be easier to kill him without without knowing any of the messy details so you can get your sister back? But I'm, and I'm thinking now more and more my theory is right. She's doing this as a test. Oh, she I don't think it's a test. She just wants her to kill Alice. Alice knows at this point what it is like Alice. Alice knows Sophia had a thing for Alice because Alice kind of alludes to it the first time we were on Coriana, especially when they come back with her and Sophie when she's like, oh, she, you know, she likes you, which is great until it's not. So that's Alice saying like. She also liked me like that, and it was fine until it wasn't. So this is more of Sophia not being able to have Beth because Beth was interested in Ocean. Sophia does not take rejection well is is essentially the, the point of the story. Yeah. So they hang up the phone. We go back to the Batcave, and Luke is looking at the pulsating wound. And I believe he even says, did that just pulsate? He did. And she's he's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, out of all the issues that we've had, me trying to convince you to let me wear the suit, you think I was going to call in for a sick day and give you another reason to doubt me? And Luke kind of is like, okay, fine. So Ryan gets up. He's like, all right, I'm going to go save Mary. And he's like, you can barely walk. And this is one of my another one of my favorite lines. She's like, how about you stop telling me what I can't do and actually have my back for once? Yeah. And Luke's just kind of like, well, all right, we're doing this. Ryan's bringing all the receipts, as the kids say. That they do say. We go back to the underground train, abandoned train station, and Alice is creeping up on Ocean with the knife. 
ocean turns around and they start dance fighting to call me me. like as soon as the song started i'm like oh my god this is the greatest song ever it's like this is such a weird choice but this is so cool yeah like this is this is easily the best musical choice of the season we intercut between them fighting here and them training training on coriana to the point where alice ends up on top of ocean And we cut back to the scene on Coriana where they start making out, and Alice looks like she's about to kiss him. And as I'm yelling at the screen for this not to happen, Sophie shows up, the one time anyone's happy to see Sophie. Well, wait, hold on. Actually, because he asked her, what what do you see? And then she's like, what do you see? And then he's like, it's about to get complicated. Yeah, he said it, it's definitely complicated. Um, and Sophie's like, hey – and oh my god, I'm just gonna say it again. I know you're not thrilled, but I'm all aboard this ship. The chemistry between them is oh no. smoking hot. No, 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 no. Alice Alice <laughs> needs no man. Needs no. Wants No. Yes. I don't think Alice does. I think Alice at this point is uh, her confused reaction. that she had emotions prior. But those, I mean, she's reacting. Now, whether it's just a physical, lustful reaction or an actual emotional one, I don't know. But either way, she's affected by those memories. Neither. So is he. Alice has no lust for anybody except murder. (laughs) That might be the Alice in your head, but that is not the Alice we are currently seeing on our screen. So Sophie shows up and she's like, all right, give me the map to Coriana. And Alice is like, he doesn't have a map to Coriana. Why would he have a map to Coriana? And he's like, you mean this map to Coriana? And so he pulls out the painting, and she's like, show me the map. And one of the, like, the only time that I'm really going to call BS on this show is he lights the painting on fire, and the only thing that burns is the is the um, human entrails on the front of it. I wonder if it's because, and this is just me trying to logic my way out of this, is something I do often. Is there such a thing as flame-resistant paper? Uh, maybe. So maybe I, mean, the, I mean, if the paper was treated with chemicals, yeah. So maybe, maybe the map is on flame-resistant material, and so that's why it didn't catch fire? Fine. But the entrails went up pretty fast. No, it, it did. I was confused when I, I had to back it up, and I was like, okay. And then that's kind of when I put it together. Yeah. We come back from commercial, and we have uh, we have Sophie calling up Luke, and she's like, all right, I got the map to Coriana. Do you happen to know how to read a nautical chart? And I was really, I was really expecting Luke to be like, doesn't everybody? But he actually said no. And, she go, and he goes, but that doesn't matter right now. You have to take right. it to Mary's clinic. Yeah, you have to go to Mary's clinic. This is what's happening. BT dubs, don't give them the map. And Sophie's and like, yeah, at, duh. She's like, I won't, but I'm not going to risk their lives either. Right. As he gets off the phone, Ryan is suiting up, and he's like, what are and you? And she's, like, limping, like, oof. Well, she's she's wincing. She's putting on... She's putting, she's attaching the cape to the buckle of, which is where her, where her 
pulsating wound is. Yeah. And he's like, I, he's like, you're really in no condition. But if you need it, you know, if you need it, the the suit can give kick you off one a shot, shot of adrenaline. Of yeah. So if, just just say the word. And that was his way of saying, I got you. Yeah, I got I got you, bro. We go back to the we go back to Mary and them, and this is when we find out that. Uh, the experimentation happened five years ago, and Mary's mom was still in charge. And Mary was like, she wouldn't have done that, right? And Jacob's like, apparently I don't know anything. So, <laughs> yeah. Sophie comes barging in, kind of distracts the guy before he, before he like shoulder, <laughs> like shoulder tackles her out of the. Yeah, that was, and then the painting went flying. Well, yeah, like she, map, was going, she was going to like she had the painting. She had her, her hand outstretched to hand him the painting when he rammed into her. Um, Jacob fell backwards on his chair. The scalpel fell. Mary kicks the scalpel over to Jacob so he can get out so he can uh, get himself out. Jacob goes after the guy as they're scuffling. Ryan enters, knocks the guy down. She tells Jacob goes to untie Mary, and she's like, all right, you two get out of here. I got this. They scuffle. The guy throws her to the ground. She tells Luke to hit the adrenaline. He hits the adrenaline. She, like, jumps up and grabs a bedpan and knocks him. Knocks him out. (laughs) Knocks him out in a second. (laughs) We, uh, Mary gets up. She's going to pick up the painting. As she goes to come into the room, we see three people walk in, one with a gun to one with to a Sophie. gun to Sophie's head in really nice shoes. Now, I don't know, because there are two times we see close-up of shoes in this episode. One is at the very beginning with the doctor going down the hall to Amygdala's room, and oh, the second sit- time is here. Now, these and the guys are all wearing for- a mask. And the doctor was, and the but the doctor was one of the masked ones because he, the doctor was the one who gave the order to knock him out. Well, but that's what I'm saying is like the doctor there is that the same guy with the gun to Sophie's head because I think the shoes are similar. But I don't think he wasn't the one holding the gun. He was the one behind the one holding the gun. Was he? The doctor was there, but I don't think it was the one holding the gun. I think he was the one behind the guy holding the gun. He was the one who told them to knock out the guy and put him in the car. Okay, because I think that was the doctor. Because there is a chance that this is black mask, and if it is, that mask is not correct, and I hope we never see it again. But uh, we don't well, know who I any of these people did, are. Didn't we read something in an article either before the season started or right as the season was starting that black mask was going to be part of the season? We know he's part of the season, and they've name dropped him, but we haven't seen a picture of him yet. Okay. So there is a chance that. This is the first time we see Black Mask, but again, like that mask is completely wrong if it is. I honestly think it was the Doctor, but we don't know who any of them are because they were all wearing Bane-style masks. Um, they take the they take the map, they leave. We come back to Wayne Tower, and Luke's yelling at Mary like, you know, how could you know what was going on and not tell me? And she's and, like, well, she asked me not to. <laughs> and Mary's like, uh, the Hippocratic Oath? I did like what Luke said here in this scene. Like, 
basically we've given her so much crap and she's still managed to I I've given her so much crap, but she's managed to make the streets safer. She's managed to inspire hope all the while she has a terminal illness. If that's not a hero, I don't know what the hell is. Right. Like, like Luke is really like kicking himself right now for all the which, crap that he's given Ryan. Which I'm proud of him for. I love when my faves are self-aware. Yeah. So at the so the beginning of that monologue that he kind of gives is he's like you know you should have told me you know where the you know why would you keep it from us we're the bat team and Mary's like um not, not to, to her. her yeah not to her Mister <laughs> Mister you know nitpicky and then he's like well we need to he's like we need to her only hope is that we find Coriana so we can get the cure otherwise she's gonna die but we need the cure to find Kate. And so he's like, so this is what we're doing. Like, we're going to do it. And, and like, Mary agrees well, and yeah, says we might like, have a way. And yeah, we, we might can... have help. We can talk to my father now that he knows everything. So she goes in and he's like, I'm shutting you down. I, Which, well, I also this was another one of my favorite scenes because they're going, you know, they're going back and forth about how un- unsafe it is that she's doing this and that she's no better than the people who do experiments at Hamilton Dynamics because they start out with great intentions, but it somehow gets lost along the way. And she's like, this is what you think being a father to me is and paying attention to me is to take away the one thing that matters to me. I liked it better when you didn't know I existed. Right. But I mean. I mean, so he's, you know, obviously he's right in the sense of, like, in theory, experimentations always start with the best of intentions, hopefully. Now, now, in theory, everyone that goes to Mary is an experiment because she hasn't passed her, she hasn't passed her medical test. She's not a doctor. She hasn't graduated yet. And he's also looking at it as a fact of, like, she is practicing unlicensed medicine, and if she's caught, that means she'll never become a doctor. So, yeah. so he's like, I'm shutting you down. And she even says, like, mom knew and she was proud of me. I don't think he knew that she, that she knew. Well, no. I mean, he didn't even know about it, regardless that he knew she knew. Well, no, but I, I, I think he was kind of surprised that he knew, or she knew. I, I mean, I, I, I think we know she was... I think she know. I think we knew she knew, but I was still surprised. Yeah. So um, it was just like when they talked about how uh, Hamilton was the one that had developed the virus that Alice was using in the first place. When they mentioned it earlier in the episode, I sat there and I was like, I'm pretty sure we knew this, but I am still surprised by this. Yeah, I think we knew it too. Yeah. Yeah. It it did. We probably did find out in the first season, but I was still like, huh, I'll be damned. So we go to Sophie listening to Angelique's phone and Angelique coming into the into the apartment of Ryan. And she's like, you look you don't look good. You look serious. And Angelique pretty much says, I know what you did, which I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I really feel like they they should have had us find out that she knew. Yeah. Because this kind of comes out of left field. Way out of left field. I was like, oh, okay. 
So she's like, you know, I know what you did. My tech I, guy. I almost thought she was going to say, I know you're Batwoman instead of I know what you did. Yeah. And she's like, well, they had a case on you. I didn't have a choice. And she was like, no, you did. You'd be, you know, you chose the snitch. And Angelique's like, you know, you don't understand, like, the, the stuff that I'm involved in. Like, the crows and the cops aren't what I'm afraid of. And then they have a shouting match. They have a shouting match that kind of breaks down into trusting each other. You know, Ryan can't trust her because, you know, she said she wanted to leave and she really doesn't. And now she can't trust Ryan because Ryan obviously did this, even though Ryan had good intentions. You know, it still puts her in a bad spot. And Ryan, Ryan was going to tell her that she had a terminal illness. And because of this fight, she doesn't get that opportunity. And Angelique kind of goes storming off. So now we don't know, like, in Ryan's mind, like, am I going to be able to talk to her again? Will I ever see her? How fast will I die? You know, we're going to be able to patch this up. We go over to the, we go over to the underground um, subway where Alice creeps up on a sleeping ocean, stabs him with the knife, calls Sophia and says, you know, he's dead. So come get him and bring me Kate. And she's like, well, I'm going to need some proof. And she's like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll come to Coriana. I'll bring you his body. Yep, they get off the phone, and Ocean comes walking in, putting on a new shirt, and is like, wow, I can't believe she fell for that. Now, well, actually, no, what he actually said was, wow, you're more twisted than I thought. Well, yes. Now, my my only real quibble with this scene is, like, obviously we're supposed to believe, like, Alice is stabbing um, Ocean. But at no point did I believe it. Oh, no, I didn't believe it either. I just didn't know if it was a dummy or a mask. Yeah, because, like, and I think what it is is, like, when she stabs him, there's no movement whatsoever. None. Like, he didn't react. His eyes didn't open. It was just. Right. I was like, okay, something's up. But that is the end of the episode. Um, And we find out that next week is a skip week. So. Oh, is it? Yep. They're back on the 14th. Where. Okay. Ryan is still in in hurting with the uh, with the kryptonite wound. Did you also see in in the 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 CW's schedule? Are they moving Batwoman? Because I know like a bunch of stuff for their mid season stuff is come like shifting. I know they're moving Charmed from Sunday to Friday, but are they moving Batwoman too? I don't think so. Okay, I wasn't sure. Uh, what are they putting on Sunday instead of Charmed? Uh, I think that's where Legends is going. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So they're moving Charmed back to Friday. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Ah, in the uh, previews, we see Ryan uh, taking off her mask where uh, in a scene with Alice. So. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Yep. So that is the scene. And yes, March 14th is the next episode where stuff happens. Uh, but that is that is it for this episode. I thought the episode was actually really good. There was a lot of stuff that happened. The episode flew by it because, really of the did. Of stuff, because of the amount of stuff that got crammed in. Um, I will say the only thing I could have done without is the story of like okay, they're Mary, moving Batwoman Jacob. in in May. They're moving Batwoman to nine o'clock. So but where it was still... last year? Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. Oh, because that's when uh, Supergirl comes back, right? Uh, That's when Legends comes back. They're putting Legends on at 8 and then Batwoman on at 9. Then where's Supergirl going? Because Supergirl used to be the lead-in for it. Uh, They haven't announced Supergirl's comeback yet. I think Supergirl they're holding for summer. This is considered their spring announcements. Yes. All right. Um, So, yeah, like the only thing I could have done without in this episode, although it served a little bit of purpose, but like the the Mary, Jacob and Amygdala stuff. Oh, no, I loved all that stuff. All the all the emotional stuff. Uh, I love that. Like I I liked it and it served a purpose, but I honestly could have done without Ryan and angelique the fight me. i really love their i really love the angelique stuff now granted i love it too, I, but... I liked i liked their confrontation at the end but it it seemed it, like it they, didn't need there to happen to, there it could have been pushed another week it could have been and i'll i'll agree to that i will also say that i believe there was there was a scene that was supposed to show Angelique finding out that got cut for time or whatever. So, so like that scene would have felt a little bit more natural. Yeah. Something didn't, something didn't click somewhere there. And I'm not saying like the Ryan Angelique stuff shouldn't have happened. It just kind of like, I enjoyed it when I was watching it, but I also, it kind of took me out a little bit because it was like, like the whole, like, dealing with her drug dealer past and I know I know that it kind of all tied into getting to ocean but I feel like there could have been a different way to go about that and they could have saved all of the fighting and stuff or even done the stuff where she um you know where she did the stuff with the phone but still held off her finding out like another week and then maybe have them fight about it in the next episode yeah all right. I mean, that is a that is a reasonable critique. But overall, I think this I think this might no, this isn't my favorite episode of the season. My favorite episode of the season, probably the second or third episode or maybe the episode in which Alice spent most of the time at Sophie's apartment eating a baguette. Yes, that was great. Uh, but um but this definitely was I, there was a lull there for a couple episodes. I think last week it kind of got back on track a bit, and then this week I thought was was just done really well. Um, but yeah, those are my feelings, Dag Nabbit. How about you? I I did really enjoy this episode, and again, I'm I'm gonna say I'm enjoying the fact that all the like all the episodes like all the stories are threading together. There's not really a lot of segmented stories going on. Like, I'm really enjoying the fact that everything's all kind of intertwined and meshed together. Okay. It's feeling really cohesive. Nice, nice. All right. What in the news this week are we talking about? (sighs) A questionable decision was made, uh, and I actually didn't get a chance to watch the uh, Superman and Lois special that happened after the hour and a half premiere so I didn't necessarily see where this took place, but apparently there was footage from Crisis on Infinite Earths. There was a scene where Ruby Rose's Kate Kane was present, and they edited edited her out of it for the Superman and Lois special that aired. In yes, so the 
the scene in question is when they're all kind of standing there as the as the Justice League or Justice Society. Um, at the very end, they're all kind of lined up, and um, Batwoman is supposed to be in between White Canary and Supergirl, and they edited it out so it's just so it goes White Canary to Supergirl. Yeah, and like I don't understand why they edited her out like yeah she chose to leave but like you can't pretend she didn't exist i mean she's not part of the justice society anymore so but like you also don't necessarily have to use a clip that featured her either ah this is true i you know my my biggest thing though when i actually looked at because i i didn't see the clip i only saw the still yeah, and me too. I was thinking to myself, why wasn't Superman there anyway? Like, why wasn't why wasn't he invited to the cool kids club? But like my my thing was like why why even footage that included her if you're just gonna edit her out, edit her out? Like it just seems disrespectful or cheap if it was the fact that they didn't want to have to pay her for an appearance fee or whatever. But like I don't understand. I mean, they could have also had. Um, they could have also had someone dress up like her, like they've done in the flashbacks of this season. But, like, they literally just removed her from the scene in the episode. Right. So just right. use a different scene. Yeah, no, it it's a weird choice. Um, but it kind of, I think it also goes into, like, there is obviously bad blood um, for, for Ruby leaving. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know they're trying to say that... And I'm guessing that it wasn't, I mean, it was definitely her choice and maybe, maybe they feel, but I would say maybe the network feels screwed by it or whoever made the decision. But it's not even like this was done by like the Batwoman producers. This was done by the people who I'm assuming who produced Supergirl. I mean, Superman and Lois. Yeah. I don't know. So it's just, it's a weird choice. It is definitely a weird choice. Um, I mean, I think at this point it's honestly got to be a budget thing, and this is just me coming from from the perspective of like of a, as a soap opera fan when when people use flashbacks and there are actors that aren't in scene, like actors that aren't on the show anymore, but they're in they're in the scene they're flashing back to. They will mm-hmm. literally blur them out so that they don't have to pay an appearance fee to the actor. Because if if you use their likeness on camera, even if they're not on the show anymore, you still have to pay them. Right. So maybe it's just a budgetary thing. But even still, that would be all the more reason to use a different scene. Agreed. Like, yeah, there's there's no reason. It It's weird. And I honestly, I don't have I don't have a um, an answer, nor do I. I definitely don't have an answer. I also don't really have oh I can there, I can see why they didn't but at the same time it you're right they could have used a different scene like this was going to get picked up They're like this was it was obvious enough that someone was going to notice it so I mean why, I and, and also too to it would, it wouldn't make more sense if it was like a bat like a batwoman special or something or it was done by the producers from Batwoman, the show that right. she actually left. But these, this was produced arguably by the producers from Superman and Lois. 
they they have nothing to do with Batwoman, so it's it was just a really strange choice. Maybe they were just upset at the cancellation of the uh, crossover. Yeah, but that is so strange. Yeah, I I definitely agree that it's strange. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a weird choice and one that I don't think we're ever gonna get like an actual answer to. Yeah, we're never gonna get clarity on the Ruby Rose situation either. Like. Uh, Someday we will, I think. Someday uh, she's gonna, she's gonna will have talk. to write a tell-all book, or somebody's gonna write a tell-all book, which will give us the full story. But that's not gonna be for years down the line, because there's definitely some kind of something that went on there. And I said it when the news broke that I don't think that they were leaving it on good terms, and uh, this kind of just reinforced that. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't have anything else. How about you? Do we have any emails? We do not. I okay. play society. Any ratings updates? Though they're probably going to drop because of the Golden Globes, I would imagine. Ah, uh, it wasn't that bad. Let's see. Demo was 0.10. Viewers was 0.477. Um, last week's, uh, I know we talked about last week's ratings were initially low. However, they went up. Um, throughout the week to the point that the demo actually went up uh, quite a bit and was up over the previous week. It was 0.13 and then just under 0.500 million viewers. Um, So the viewership seems to be seems to be steadying in the high fours, very low fives. So that seems to be about where it's at. Uh, and then the demo kind of goes up and down weirdly, but let's see. I thought I had it right here. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Season one averaged, uh, 995,000 viewers. So right now it's still running at about half, although that's the average. So when you take into account, like the big premiere and then a shortened season and the crisis episode obviously would have thrown off the yeah thrown off the thing um so that is where we're at let's see because i can pull up season one right here season one once it hit uh yeah once it hit crisis it never again reached a million uh viewers yeah everybody was watching up to crisis and then just yeah yeah so yeah so that's where we're at so far but again we're we're renewed so we'll see what happens uh yeah and i really don't think storyline honestly i don't think the cw actually pays attention to i mean to these numbers at least not fully i think the streaming numbers are very important to them more so than the linear ratings Mm -hmm. agreed um but we'll see what happens when when they resolve this storyline uh because the question is when they find kate if kate is alive will we see her will we get kate back as batwoman in season three Will Kate become a mentor in season four? I'm I'm of the opinion right now that the CW with shows ending could very well spin Ryan off on her own into a different city. 
and I mean, have like Batwoman with Kate Kane, and then like Nightwing with all with, with all the shows they Night have Wilder. currently they have currently in development. I don't know that there's gonna. I mean, I think they've essentially got room on. I don't think they have room on their schedule because they're they're working on a, a Black Lightning spinoff featuring Painkiller. They're working on an All American spinoff featuring Simone. You've got the Powerpuff Girls live action. Like they've the got Powerpuff Girls. They've got stuff to fill the missing real estate. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Mhm. Mhm. It will. It will. It will. It will. But so we're off next week. We'll be back eventually. By so we'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks, yep. Fourteen days is is what the kids say. Uh, other than that, do you have anything else? Nope, I'm good. Uh, so am I. So until next time, we'll see you in two weeks with another episode where Ryan may or may not die. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they'll, She's not dying. Maybe I, that would be a twist. Like, I don't think they're going to kill her off. Like, they're going to find the the cure in Gloriana and they're going to save her but that would that would uh that would definitely be a twist that would also and be something that would have leaked not necessarily plus she was i saw I'm, behind i'm i'm pretty sure like uh no i don't know but go ahead also i'm pretty sure i saw like set photos from whatever episode they're currently filming that featured her so she's definitely not dying anytime soon well, I'm not saying, like, next episode. It might be, like, episode seven. Oh, no, this was six. It might be episode eight. I think they're probably filming further out than that. I would hope so. But who knows? I sure don't. <laughs> but until then, they're shining the bat signal out in the sky, so we're going to get out of here. We'll see you in two weeks, everybody. Have fun. Bye. <laughs>